Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. It is me, the glorious, glorious individual known as Mr. Eric, today on another episode of IG2G. In fact, it's episode 76. I hope you guys got your little headbands on and strapped in because we got all sorts of fun releases including remakes, all sorts of crazy things Matt's going to be talking about. Who the hell knows? And it's doom and death. Gloom There's and death. death and everything. Gloom and death. And oh, death. Gosh. oh yeah. Gloom and death and all that plus Persona 5 Royal. You knew you're not escaping it. So stay tuned cuz here we go everybody. Number 5 First up on the releases this week, we got a game that's ripped from the headlines, current events type game. Oh my goodness, this is The Complex, which dropped on the 31st of March for PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Mac, pretty much every single platform except for mobile platforms. Developed by Wales Interactive and Goodgate Media, and published by Wales Interactive, this is a choose-your-own-adventure type FMV game where it's, I mean, it's basically an interactive movie. You know, everyone said, oh, these games just interactive movies. This literally is. You're watching a movie, you're watching clips, and then at certain points it pauses and it says, do you want to do option A or option B? Do you want to try and save Susie or try and save Ralph? And what's it about? It's about a viral contagion that could possibly spread around the world and cause horrible things. So, oh man, if you're too sensitive to what's going on right now, better not play the complex. But if you're interested in FMV games, choose your own adventure type games. If you're invent, if you're just interested in unique ways of doing storytelling, because I mean, there aren't that many FMV games out there, especially choose your own adventure style FMV games. Also in this one, there are like relationship. uh, There's like a relationship system and a character personality system. So, Based on the choices you make, your character might lean one way or another, and then that might affect the way that other characters interact with you later in the story, or maybe, you know, you can't save those characters at the end. There are eight unique endings to this story in the complex, and from what I've seen, it's only a few hours long, but I mean, it is, it's basically an interactive movie, which makes sense. So, if you're interested in some some viral contagion stories that isn't... (laughs) I was going to say, it's some escapist viral viral contagion stories, but I don't know. It's not exactly escapist fiction anymore, but if you're interested in FMV games, if you're interested in choose-your-own-adventure games, definitely check out The Complex. Like I said, it's a pretty quick playthrough, but you've got those eight different endings to shoot for if you want to try and find something more in that game. And uh, otherwise, just check it out. It's out there for every platform that you have, so you might as well at least get it. Get Just get it. Just get it and have a viral contagion nightmare time. It'll be great. Number four. This release is a tale as old as time. It needs no introduction. It's Final Fantasy VII, the remake, published, developed by Square Enix. It was released as of April 10th, 2020 on the PlayStation 4. This is an exclusive. Holy moly. If you can't play this game, you are just a sad son of a gun. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. It brings back all the nostalgia from the old version and released in, what, 1997, something like that. Anyways, a long time ago, you take the role of Cloud Strife, an ex-soldier. You come into Midgar. You take a job with Avalanche, this crazy environmental group trying to save the world by stopping these evil corporate sons of guns from sucking Mako energy out of the earth, creating energy for their city, and of course destroying everything in the process they're all bad guys nobody's good in that whole corporation and you're out there to stop them and save the day it's an rpg but it isn't the old school rpg they've upgraded the combat system to where you're actively running around fighting slashing away going into your sub menu slows down time allows you to pick out uh, your materia which is your magic so you got your fire your ice your air you know all the all the typical magic you'd expect from a Final Fantasy game and or RPG. Your characters, they will do things on their own as you're controlling Cloud. However, they won't do anything really big or important unless their materia tells them to or you give them instructions. So you're going to want to change over to other characters depending on the fight. So if there's like long range individuals, you're going to want to use Barrett, who's a side character. Uh, he's good at, of course, taking out, like I said, uh, stuff that you can't get to with a sword or your fists. And then if you want to go for your martial arts, you got Tifa. If you want to do some magic or uh, other long range, you got Arieth, as she's called, Arius, you know, from the old one, whatever, doesn't matter. 
So, you're going to use these characters, flip-flop in between them. You're going to get their limit breaks up. Limit breaks are like your little supers. You're going to want to be hitting the baddies, doing all sorts of skill sets that will up that. And then on top of that, you have summons. That's just a material you get, which allows you to summon these giant monsters and or individuals, all sorts of things. There's Chocobos, Shiva, Ifrit, Bahamut, etc., well, I don't know if Bachmut's in this one. Sorry, I'm not that far yet. But the ones you do get, they come in, and instead of it just being a CG where it does a lot of just attack damage and then they disappear, they join the fight. They come in, they start doing their own thing, they attack and do whatever they want. You can, however, use them, use a summon ability while they're out, and make them do a certain specific spell or whatever it is, attack. And then, once their timer comes rolling down, they do an ultra attack, Whatever that is for them, and then they disappear. Super fun, super cool, super frantic. In some of the boss fights so far, you have to utilize the area around you. They'll do giant AoEs or super attacks, and you'll have to like get behind blockades and or run to one side of the room to avoid like big giant laser beams, that sort of thing. And then come in and take out, uh, take out their armor plates or their hands to make it so they're not doing so much damage. You get the drift. The combat's way different this time around. Graphics, beautiful, wonderful. The character models are just gorgeous. The environments look great. There is some kind of hokey graphics sometimes in the backgrounds. Almost like they just like scrub brushed a little bit in there. But you know what? It doesn't even matter because so much else around it is beautiful. And it's recreation. You know how it looks based off what you remember from the old Final Fantasy VII. All of that's intact. This game is a game you got to check out. I want to talk about it so much more. I don't even know where to begin, where to stop. All I can tell you, music wonderful. The graphics are wonderful. The story is faithful, but there's twists and turns, and some characters do a little bit more, a little bit less. So it's not the exact same story as it was before, which is super interesting because it gives a kind of a fresh take on it all and allows you to have a little surprise here and there while you're playing it, even if you've played the old one a million times. Definitely get on it if you've got a PlayStation 4. This one's one you don't want to miss. Number three. Next up on the releases this week, we got a game that looks like it might be right up my alley, but a lot of reviewers have been hating on this one. This is Tharsis, which dropped for the Nintendo Switch on the 11th of April, developed by Choice Provisions and published by Cubic Games. I believe this game also came out a few years ago on maybe PC and PS4. Not 100% sure on that. But what this is, let me just read to you, if you go to like the Tharsis website, let me read to you what the quote they put on the very top of the page. <laughs> it's just, it's a turn-based, permadeath, realistic space strategy game with dice and cannibalism. I mean, how could you not want to play that? That sounds amazing. But basically what this is, is you're part of a crew of astronauts on a ship which gets damaged at the very beginning of the game. And then it's a, it's a turn-based, dice-rolling, roguelike dice like worker or dice placement type game so you know you've got the different modules of the ship so each turn some new disaster will happen or soon some new problem will crop up and i don't know if it's in each of the modules or just you know randomly in one of the modules but then over the course of the game you have to move your people around to different modules you have to roll the dice for the people so they can assign those dice towards the problems or to you know getting food for themselves fixing this, fixing that, maybe pushing their dice away to go to other modules to help other people. And that's that's pretty much it. If you like these kind of games, that's going to be enough to sell you. It was pretty much enough to sell me on it. I mean, it's there, there's not really much to say. People have been saying that this is a really punishing and random game, but yes, it's a roguelike that's dice-based, so you're going to have those kind of situations crop up. Like uh, some of the reviews I've seen, they were like, oh man, there's so many, you know, so many problems that come up and how do you juggle them all? That's the point of these kinds of games. Like it, there are, there are a million board games and dice games just like this. So if you are into those kinds of board games, those kinds of dice games, definitely check out Tharsis. If it's your first go around, maybe wait until it's a $5 sale or, you know, pick up something that's not so dice based, something like FTL, because that's that's kind of what this reminds me of. Every turn, there's a big problem. You got to roll your dice to solve it. If you don't get the rolls you need, well, it's, that's pretty much it for you. Or the problem is such that it affects your rolls too much and you get bad rolls. It's dice. Your luck's going to change and that's just how it's going to be. 
So yeah, if you're into roguelikes, check this out. If you're into dice games, definitely check this out. If you're into both, like I am, definitely, definitely check it out. I'm going to be checking it out. I don't have a lot of free time right now, but maybe once this one goes on sale a little bit, I'm definitely going to be picking up Tharsis and just being mad at my bad luck and having a rough time and watching all my people die and having them eat each other because we're all out of food because I just can't roll the food dice. Now, that might not sound fun to you, but it sounds fun to me. If it sounds fun to you, check out Tharsis. Go get it. Check it out. Roll some dice. Eat your crew members. Have your spaceship explode. Oh, man. It's going to be a good time. Number two. Last IG2G was an IG2G all about DLCs. Well, guess what? This one's all about remakes because I'm covering Resident Evil 3, the remake, this time around. It's a wonderful game released April 3rd for PlayStation Xbox, PC, everything but the Switch here, because let me just put it this way, the graphics in this game are super amazing, very clean, very beautiful, and there's no way the Switch could unfortunately run it at this point in time. Anyways, on to the game. Let me tell you right now, you're going as Special Stars team member Jill Valentine, and you'll also be playing with Carlos Oliveira, who is an Umbrella tactical team member from their little special little unit. Here's the deal. If you remember Jill Valentine, she's from Resident Evil 1. She got sent out there with the rest of her star members' teams to the mansion to figure out what was going on. All sorts of shenanigans took place. They found out about zombies, all sorts of Umbrella Corporation evilness. She survives. She gets out. This takes place when she's back in Raccoon City with Brad Vickers. Umbrella's looking for her. They want to you know, snuff her out, get rid of her, because, of course, she knows about how evil Umbrella Corporation is. She doesn't want to get snuffed out. Boom, in enters the new baddie, the main thing around Resident Evil 3, which is Nemesis. He comes in, busting in like the Kool-Aid man, tries to get rid of her. She's running. Brad Vickers is helping her out. Here we go. The story takes place before Resident Evil 2 and during and then after. So here's your timeline if you don't know. And of course, Resident Evil 2 takes place after the mansion, da 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 so on and so forth. That's when Raccoon City's, you know, completely overrun and destroyed. This is, wow, Raccoon City's being overrun and destroyed, and then, of course, afterwards as well. Anywho, they've updated the combat. Duh, as you can imagine, it's got the whole new system where you're walking around, no more tank controls, so immediately, ten times better. Secondly, as I already told you, the graphics of the game, fully redone, fully remodeled, everything's updated and beautiful. You can't go wrong here. The music's perfect. Music's point on with the whole Resident Evil themes going. And a lot of people like Resident Evil 2 better overall. I've never understood this. I've always preferred 3 myself because I will tell you, and you may or may not like this, this game's much more linear than Resident Evil 2 was. Resident Evil 2 had you running around in the police station and then, of course, underneath the police station, etc., Going back and forth, back and forth, finding the different keys to open up the doors. So I have to go back to get the doors. This game, uh-uh. It's like a real roller coaster. You're pushing forward the entire time with a nemesis right on your tail. He's constantly appearing. He's got flamethrowers, rocket launchers, all sorts of crazy things he's using to kick your butt with. He can jump around. It's really cool to see him in action. You never know what he's going to do next to get your little butt, and you got to try to evade him and get by him. Or if you got the weaponry, you can go ahead and shoot them up a bunch. But I would recommend against that unless you're forced to because he's going to keep getting up, folks. It's the nemesis. Spoiler alert. I don't know if you knew that. So, with all that being said, a much more linear story than Resident Evil 2. You will be pushed forward. And this one you're going to play both characters in one sitting instead of as an RE2 where you did one game with the one, one game with the other. You'll go through a chunk of the game with Jill Valentine. You'll get to a point in the story where you'll take over as Carlos, and then you jump back and forth. You see what I'm saying? It's a cool system. I like it a lot. It allows you to get a little different perspective while you go through one playthrough, because I'm not a big fan of doing the same things over. And I know it wasn't the exact same things, but yeah, it was pretty close, people. So anyways, if you like a more linear Resident Evil, more kind of action-packed Resident Evil, with, like I said, a baddie chasing after you the entire time, never knowing when he's coming out, this one's going to be for you. If you liked going back and forth and kind of like the haunted feel of it all, Resident Evil 2 definitely is probably a little more up your alley, but I'd still recommend you give this one a shot. Number 1 
Last up on the releases this week, but certainly not least, you know how I do it. This is the game I'm most excited about in the releases this week, but it's also, just like Tharsis, a game that a lot of reviewers are going to hate on, a lot of people aren't going to like. This is Disaster Report for Summer Memories, which dropped on the 7th of April for PC, PS4, and Switch, developed by Granzella, published by NIS America here in the States. You want to you know what I put on what I put on the show notes? I'm going to read it verbatim, the very first line of my show notes. It's, uh, <clears throat> here we go, <clears throat> quote, it's Disaster Report, end quote. That's it. It's more Disaster Report. If you love the Disaster Report series, you got to be hyped for this. If you don't know Disaster Report, who are you? You're not my friend. How can we be friends if you don't know Disaster Report? But this is a series that started way back on the PS2, and it, Every entry in the series is all about you surviving some kind of natural disaster. I believe it was, I mean, it's usually earthquakes because earthquakes are a big thing in Japan, but sometimes there's tidal waves, all kinds of other stuff. It's all about a natural disaster happens. You have to get through, survive it. There's some big set pieces. There's some, you know, smaller moments where you're talking to NPCs and all this other stuff, you know, putting items in your backpack. You've usually got like stress meters, hunger meters, thirst meters that you got to manage with, you know, different items that you can store in your backpack that you can pick up from the NPCs. And this is just a continuation of that series. So that's what Disaster Report is all about. What's unique in this one? In this one, you get to customize your character. You can play as male or female. You can customize your look. And the other thing that I had a lot of fun doing in the demo, you can also customize your personality and the way that your character reacts to certain things. (laughs) Like, you could be... You could... You can play it like like a you know a super nice oh man I'm such a hero here I am to help you out or you could be a total asshole be rude to everybody be trying to steal money from everybody you know I've got some bandages who wants to buy some trying to create like panic buying over your bandages selling them for exorbitant prices so that you can go and extort more money from other people I mean that sounds great right it sounds fun surviving a disaster being a total asshole or being a super saint you know whatever wherever your predilections lie but. I'm going to tell you, this: these games aren't for everyone because these games are super janky and super goofy. You have to really be in that like Earth Defense Force style mindset for these kind of games. Like picture a budget game and then kind of like throw in some silly aspects and some weird aspects. So these games really aren't for everyone, but they're also very unique. You know, what other, you know, natural disaster survival simulation is out there? especially from like a big name that would be super polished. There isn't one, especially when you start adding in the the kind of goofy Japanese type aspects to it, the, the character builder, the, the personality system that allows you to earn moral points and immoral points for just doing nice things or horrible things. Disaster Report is a really unique series for, it's really just for a certain group of people I am in that group. I am one of those people. I am very excited for Disaster Report for Summer Memories. If you're in that group with me, check it out. Or if you see it on a sale, you know, a few months down the road, and you want to check out something extremely unique that you won't really find anywhere else, check out Disaster Report for, and and I, I hope you survive. Try not to die. Boom. Try not to die, suckers. Woohoo. Disaster Report 4. Go get it. Imposter's Topic of the Day. Today's topic, as promised at the top of the show, is Persona 5 Royal. I just want to let y'all know, you can expect us to be talking about this quite a bit until it's beaten, because as you all should know, and if you don't, it's probably some of our favorite games of all time in the whole wide world, and we get to play it all over again with added content, and it's glorious. So every single IG2G from here until the end of the year, all Persona 5 Royal, all the time, also, Game of the Year special on oh, sure. Third Shift proper, Persona 5 Royal all the time. You're not going to escape. You, you know what? We're just changing our name to Persona 5 Royal Shift, third edition. I don't third know. Edition. Whatever. Yeah, you go. It that sounds matter. right. What's Gearbox? Yeah. Screw it. Persona 5 Royal all Persona day. Persona 5, Persona 5, Persona 5. Oh, yeah. Atlas. Yeah. Atlas, boys and girls. That's where it's at. We're the Atlas cast. That's right. Oh, man, Matt, don't give me ideas. Don't give me no ideas. Let's start a new show. Oh, my God. <laughs> be amazing. Anyways, mm-hmm. here we go. Mr. Matt, I just wanted, you know, thought we'd just touch bases. Where are we at? Where are you at so far? What are you seeing? What's new? What's old? Let's just kind of barf it all out. I think that's what we'll do. Let's just barf for the next 15, 20 minutes. Let's do it. 
<laughs> I love barfing. So hang on. Oh, Episode <laughs> Five Royal is amazing. Uh, I'm not too far into it yet. I just beat the first palace. Like literally, just beat it. The the outcome of that scenario, in case you are still spoiler free, just happened, and things are about to progress from there. Uh, what's old is all the tutorials. That's that's still all old. It's just you do the same stuff. You do the same thing. But then what's new is literally everything else, and it makes my day every time I play the game, and it's amazing, and we'll get into more of that stuff, obviously, in a little bit once you tell us where you're at and you're old and new barf. All right, so I'm a little bit further ahead. I've gone into the second dungeon a couple times now, and I'm to the point where I'll be able to go back and actually just farm said dungeon until I feel reliably overpowered and then I can go beat it and move on. Mm-hmm. Well, not move on, because if you don't know in Persona 5, <laughs> that's not how that rolls. You beat that dungeon, mm-hmm. and you do it all as fast as humanly possible, which is one day, mm-hmm. two days, three days tops, depending on the story beats. Sometimes they kick you out and make you go do something. How many days did it take you to get to the treasure in one. the first dungeon? Good. Good. One. All in one night. Be, yes. Oh, I smoked it. it. I went through, got it all done, and then I just sat there every day. Oh, ka-chunk, ka-chunk, doing fun things, going out, studying, studying. Because, of course, we've cheated because we've played Persona 5. So I know where I need to be to get what I want for most of the beats up to that point. Now, I will say, Matt, to start things going, like I said, I'm at the second dungeon, about to go through the big part of it. But we're already starting to hit beats where you got to have a certain amount of guts to do things, you got to have a certain amount of kindness yeah. to do things, intelligence, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, knowledge, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And even with the knowledge of that, and even with some extra options, which we're going to talk about in a minute, you still mm-hmm. cannot hit all. You just can't get them all in yeah. the allotted time. And, of course, keep up some you know re- relationship beats and uh, the, right, right. the confidant levels going. So mm-hmm. no matter which way you go about this, it's a little stressful, but a fun stressful, because even knowing what's happening, you cannot mm. keep up. You have to make some choices on what you want to get and what you're going to miss out on for the time being. Yeah, which I appreciate because it still adds that little bit of tension to a game that you and I have played twice. Mm-hmm. It makes it, it, it makes you, yeah, it makes it so you can't just breeze through it now, but then also, since we have played the other one twice, you know that you can breeze through it the next time and not worry about anything, mm-hmm. which makes which makes me appreciate that system even more than I did the first go around. Now that I'm back in it and I'm like, okay, there are a lot of help, a lot of bits to help you out and let you progress faster, but you still do have to make those choices. I, I it's just I appreciate awesome game design and this is that to a T. Like here, here's a system, here's the ways you can bypass it in a second playthrough here's a brand new fresh playthrough and will also give you help but that tension is still there the choices are still there it's still on you to do the right thing at the right time and make the right decision and i just they they tweaked it so well and i can't believe that it happened it's it's too good it is a wonderful system i thought they did almost perfect last go around but this time around, the tweaking I'm talking about in this particular instance is before you'd have to go out in the town. You'd have to be able to leave the house for the most part to go ahead and find yeah. places to get your kindness up, uh, guts, mm-hmm. knowledge, etc. This time, they made it so even on nights where they're like, oh, you're too tired to go out, typically you can still stay inside the coffee shop and do whatever mm-hmm. that is available there. And what's real clever here is this go around while you're in LeBlanc Coffee Shop. They've got a studying spot for you. They've got a reading spot for you. They've got an ability to go clean up the place and get kindness because Sojiro, mm-hmm. who's your uh, your mentor or whatever you want to call him, guardian. guardian, he you know obviously likes that when you do that. You have your making coffee options. You can go upstairs. Mm-hmm. You can work out in your little homemade gym, which gets your HP up. You can watch mm-hmm. shows if you got them. You know, everything – you can possibly think of, oh, of course, you can make tools to get your proficiency. Anything that gets any of those skill sets up, you can now do at LeBlanc Coffee Shop. There's nothing missed. So no matter what the day or night is or what's going on or whether you can go out or not, you can level up one of those things. That's something that I 100% do appreciate because I remember in the first game, it used to be, you know, like until you got a job, that's where you could farm some some of those skills and then make the money obviously but i felt like you couldn't reliably farm stuff until that happened 
and it got to the point in the game where like, where people are starting to talk about the part-time jobs. I still can't go get any. I even went to the little rack with the magazines. I went, here it is. I'm going to start. Boop. Nope. Go away. Oh, well, but now I don't really need, you don't need to wait. You can do it all at home. Mm-hmm. And obviously I knew about the DVD player and the DVDs from the previous playthrough, but the fact that you can just roll up and buy it immediately. You can buy the DVD player before you find the TV. Mm-hmm. You can go start renting DVDs immediately before you even find the TV as well. And then, so you automatically have something in your hand, boom. And then the library stuff, obviously you can go get the book as soon as the library opens up. Now you're just reading at LeBlanc if that's what you choose to do. The other thing I love too, I still, I feel like they were all, they, they couldn't have been in the original one. The crossword puzzles. I love it. It's an easy knowledge They were game. not in the original one, no. It's an easy knowledge gain for absolutely no time. And you know I'm a crossword junkie, so it just hits all the points for me. It's a free, you know, if you don't want to study, if you just want to read or work out or do any other stuff we talked about, if there's a magazine on the table, boom, you get at least little one little knowledge point. Free of charge, free, no time taken up. I can't believe it takes no time. That's the greatest thing ever. Uh-huh. That was a really nice touch because I feel like uh, the knowledge especially, which is the one point it gives you, is the hardest one to level all the way up. It requires mm-hmm. so much time in the old one and in this one to just keep on studying, to keep on doing whatever it takes to get your knowledge up. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, if you want to uh, hang out with Makoto, who's one of the prime characters in this game, you have to mm-hmm. deck knowledge all the way to the top fairly quickly. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be scrambling to catch up later in the game to do said uh, romancing options, etc., etc., etc. So it's a pain in the butt, and that was in the old one, but in this one, like Matt was saying, you get just a little extra nudge here and there that allows you to give you that boost to the knowledge and get you where you need to be. And you add that on top of the like the group study options, which I think gives you like five or so, you know, hit, hidden ones, but it levels you up faster than regular. I mean, it's just it, it's going to be so much easier once those start opening up. You know, the pre-exam. Oh man, I'm so I'm so lost. Help me out. It just everything just boosts you up so good. It's golly. So it's, on it's top <laughs> on top of those they got going for you this time around, which some of those weren't in the last game. They've also got the ability to hang out with people much more often. I feel mm. that, uh, and this could also be just a, a condition because of me beating the dungeon one day and then just having yeah. that large span of time to hang out. But I feel like every day I had the option of at least one character to go do something with. Every day, period. It was not, there were almost no days where uh, Takimi and Ryuji uh, or Sojiro didn't want me to do something. And Sojiro kind of doesn't count because all his encounters are at night when you get yeah, back yeah. in typically, so it doesn't really conflict with uh, the other characters. But even so, every day I could hang out with them. And I feel like there were quite a few days last time around during that first stretch where none of them wanted to hang out, and I was like worrying, like, why don't they want to hang out? Am I, am I screwing up? What's going on? So I was dinking around trying to get the job, which, funny enough, is the opposite this time because now I haven't even touched the job yet. And I'm like, I really should probably go to work a few times so I can get to the point where I can go to the beef bowl shop so I can finally uh, talk to the one uh, politician speaker dude mm-hmm. that I totally neglected last time around. But like I said, it's this time I feel like they're giving you tons of options, and I can't say no when the main characters are like, hey, we should hang out. And I'm like, yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the thing you got to remember, too, is that your first time through the old game, we didn't beat the palace in one day. No. It, was, it was like, well, you went in the first day, you kind of got there, you ran out of SP because you don't know how to manage everything because you mm-hmm. don't know, you also don't know how to have all the battle fixings that you got in this game, which we'll get to in a little bit. So it was like, it was it was a two or three day festival of palace. And in between, maybe Ryuji would pop up and say, hey, dude, let's go. And you'd get that first you know time with him or the doctor lady or whatever. But then... Other than that, you talk to them and they'd go, uh, we need to go in the palace, dude. We mm. need to go. We need to go. Which is so, so frustrating. So I, I think there's a little bit of both. I feel like Takemi pops up more than she used to back in the old game. But then it's also, we are masters of Persona. and We did the big story thing all in one go. And so now it's everybody's popping, everybody's happy, everybody's... Well, on top of that, they give you that hard limit with the guts to do anything with Takemi... Yeah, but true. since we know what we needed to be at, 
I've already, I don't know if you have, but I've already met the requirements, so I'm already pushing through to her second uh, chapter of uh, quests, whatever you want to call them. Dude, you know I did. Oh, I know you did. the first thing I did. I, as, soon as, as soon as I hit the limit, I went, okay, where's Guts at? Where are the guts at? The guts DVD at? player, that'll give me guts. Movie theater, that'll give me guts. Rent a DVD, get the thing, get the read the book. I got the guts book too. I had like, I did all the guts things when it was, I, I had two things left to go and I still popped it. So uh, you know me, <laughs> I, I had to do it. I had to do it. Maniac. So basically in a nutshell, they've given way more things for you to do to get all that up, to have more interactions with the characters, to have more fun in the world of Persona 5. Now, Matt, of course, alluded to the combat. You know, what are whoa, some of the... We can't go yet. Speaking of characters and having fun with them, one thing I really appreciate, even though I did blow it the first couple times that it happened, what I really appreciate is when you go out, you do your social link event, you do your confidant event, you're hanging out with Ryuji, you're seeing, you know, his trials and tribulations. When you go home, you walk up to LeBlanc and, and your phone goes, ring a dee ding a dee ding and it's your buddy, whoever it is you just hung out with, whether it's Takemi, whether it's Ryuji, and whoever, they're calling up to give you a bonus opportunity to get confidant points with them, which is just awesome because the one bad thing about Persona that I would say, it's not a bad thing, but it's irritating sometimes, is when you want to get Ryuji to that next level because you know he's going to unlock something good or just because you want to progress with him. And he's like, dude, let's hang out. We got to hang out. And that little thought bubble comes up that says, uh, I feel like I won't get closer with Ryuji soon. It's like, mm. oh, well, shit. now we got to go waste a day, go hang out with him, and then just see like a little cutscene and then nothing just to get a few more little musical notes for him. But I, 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 I'm loving and I really appreciate that now you can even speed that up by having this bonus phone call. And maybe you'll only get one or two, but it's one or two you wouldn't get before. You get them for free, just like the knowledge little blip with the crossword puzzle. It's just a little bonus added on top of it. It's it's so smart. It's so good. Yeah, they don't come up every time, but there are they come up at set times. So okay. if you want to cheat, you can go cheat and look it up, and then you'll know when the follow-up calls are going to happen. But like you said, that was not in the original. It was something they added this time, too. Exactly, as you said, allow more time to hang out with them in a meaningful manner, leveling up their actual uh, their uh, confidant levels instead of just mm-hmm. wasting a day going hark a tark a tark a tark. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. and then they give you the new animations too, which I thought were really really nice. The mm-hmm. new bubble, the new whole drawing, and everything. I saw that, and I was just smiled and went, "Oh, this is sweet." Because I honestly, I I cheated. I always cheat with the conversations. I just want to make sure I yeah. max it out and get it efficient. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, the the decisions sometimes don't really make a lot of sense, and sometimes the best answers I think are not what the game wants. So uh, I, you know, hey, I gotta go with what the game wants. I need to get up there. Hey, you know, I'm in the same boat, but you gotta remember, we are two freaks. Mm-hmm. So these are like regular people or people in certain circumstances. So like. Two assholes like us, we're not going to have the right answer all the time. That's true. That's just very true. That's true. So maybe you normal folks out there, you'll have the right answers and won't need to look it up. Either way, as Matt said, Persona 5 Royal added in the follow-up questions here and there to kind of make you speed up the process and or fix problems you're having with your choices. And one more thing, we talked about the little bonus, the specialty, you know, phone call bubble that you get. And we, we teased it with stuff we were excited about for Persona 5 Royal. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't let that go. All the new expressions and new angles of faces that you get in just the speech bubbles are awesome. They like made me sit up and take notice. If anybody saw my first stream, as soon as Ryuji gets that, like looking straight at you in the camera look, I was like, oh, shit. stop looking at me, dude. And then he gets like the, he gets like the tough look and he looks totally different. He looks like a, big buff dude and i'm like wow i can see why people think he's a badass troublemaker dude you know just the just the different angles of everybody it's just it freshens it up it makes it feel new and cool and engaging because now they're not just looking off to the side or like down and kind of up a lot of times they're looking at you when they're talking to your character it's great Uh it's it's another tiny thing but it's so good it is i appreciate it very much i do now, is there anything else in this general area before we move into the dungeons, Mr. Man? Well, let me tell you, Mr. Eric. Well, <laughs> very slightly. It just I love that the way that they rearrange some of the confidant stuff 
you get a lot of stuff a lot sooner and a lot of stuff seems to be mixed around. Uh-huh. I, I won't spoil it because a lot of that goes into the, some of it goes into the combat, but I like that it's not just, hey, it's the same things going through the path. You get some things a lot sooner. You get things mixed around. It's great. It's another small thing that's great. Yeah, they did rearrange it, and it was a, kind of a shocker to me because there's a couple of them that had things earlier on that I still have nothing for three or four mm-hmm. in. And I'm like, uh, what happened? What's where? Because that, yeah. that I don't look at. I don't find out who's got what until later in the game. So I haven't mm-hmm. checked it out yet where they rearranged everything to. But if you've played the old one, you're doing this one, it may come to as a surprise because there's a couple characters who, like I said, three, four stars in, you got nothing still. And I'm like, that's really mm-hmm. odd. Okay, whatever. I'm sure it's all going to be really great later. Yeah, like you said, that's that's one thing I don't usually cheat on until I'm like at five with a bunch of people and I'm uh-huh. like, well, who do I max out next? Look it up. Okay, a six here and a seven there and an eight there and a, oh, that one's not till yeah. a ten. Blah, blah blah. I like to have my core people, no matter what they give me, good or bad. Well, yeah, obviously. in my my confidant package, especially for later in the game because you know it matters. Just let it be mm-hmm. said that uh, you know it matters who you decided to max out by the uh, end of the game. There's definitely one person that it definitely really, really matters, and you got to max her out quick so you can do even more stuff later oh, in yeah. the game. And it happens to be the best person in the game anyway, so it's, Wrong. you know, Wrong. very very easy decision, Wrong. I think. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Fake news. After all this person provides you, Matt, you want to be mean? Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I see this person in the intro parts of the game. It's like, Jesus Christ, what a... No, stop it. This person's just... You know what? She grows. She does grow on you. She does. But not as much as 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 my Foxy Doctor. All right, all right. Enough of that. All right. So Mm. there's so much more, and guess what? We'll have so much more, but I want to get into the the dungeons and combat here because we don't have all night, and this is only the first night of it. You're all in for a treat over the next few weeks and months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. So, in the dungeon, first things first, combat. Feel the same to you? A lot different? What do you think? I think it feels mostly the same, but also it everything feels faster for some reason. Maybe it's just because we went back and played four in between. Everything feels a lot faster and, and like snappier and kickier, but a big part of that is... Baton passes unlocked mm-hmm. from the jump, which it needed to happen. This, I mean, this was the way to freshen up the combat. Waiting until I think it was level two for everybody for baton pass. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that ain't doing it. Because I mean, it 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 honestly did feel bad in the original. You get someone new like Yusuke. Oh man, put him in the party. Here we go. Oh, he's got ice skills. Cool. I down this. That thing I think is weak to ice. Baton pass to you, dude. He left nope. me hanging because he doesn't have the ability. It's it's so much better now that you can just swap and pop all around. No, no nothing. It's great. I, I think it was a critical error the last time around and not putting it right from the get-go available to all characters because I'm a huge advocate for you got to you gotta train how you play. You know what I mean? If, if you go in and for one level, two levels, it doesn't matter, however many levels, not using an ability, not having the ability able to function as it should – you typically mm-hmm. cast it aside. You go, eh, I've made do without it. I've found a way around it. So you don't go back to it. And that's sort of what I did in Persona 5, the original. I didn't use Baton Pass in Persona 5. Almost ever. <sighs> so it just sat there, dead and gone. Didn't need it. <sighs> I had I had a mute. I had it. All I needed was Mahaga, the my main character. So... All I ever did when I did baton pass at all, it was just to give it back to Mahaga. I didn't pass it around and go for the huge, uh, you know, combos that you can do in this one. Well, you mm-hmm. can do them in that other one too. But this time around, since it was there from the word go, I was like, well, you know, Mahaga's no stronger or better than anybody else right now. So I started baton pass and all of a sudden I'm like, combo, 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 up in HP, up attack, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is uh-huh. why baton pass can be awesome and then if you make sure you get all the characters right with the different uh you know fire ice etc get them the different skill sets as much as you can so that way you can keep just tossing it back and forth weak spots weak points weak points weak points it becomes absolutely phenomenal yeah i mean it, it was phenomenal for me in the last game but what i really appreciate especially having played persona 4 now a lot more and coming back to 5 is that 
But time pass is essential for keeping you in the dungeon longer. Because mm-hmm. obviously, your main character in both games, you can get all the skills. But if you know that, you know, that enemy's weak to fire, this is wind, that's ice, that's electricity or whatever. Your character usually goes first. You pop out the the fire because that's what's on right now. Then you got to switch to ice. But now that you have baton pass, if you got a nice person in your party, you hit one baton pass over. Baton mm-hmm. pass, baton pass, baton pass. It was it's so much easier, and it it keeps everybody at that level. Where I feel like in Persona Five Original, even though I did do baton pass quite a bit, my main character's SP was always just barely hanging on barely even riding the corner of having enough to do a base level or, you know, whatever the base level was at the time, time a base level spell. And that's precisely where I found myself. Yeah. I was in that same position was it was always Mahaga main characters, SP super low. And then I would then at that point transition and use the other characters. But Mm. now that the baton passes here from the word go, and I've just been using it naturally through the first individual's dungeon. Nice. I was like, oh, this all makes sense. And like you said, now I just pass, baton pass, use their SP, use their SP, use their SP. So we're all slowly, slowly going down instead of the main characters going down really fast. And then you have to resort to the other characters, which you typically don't want to have to rely on because your main character is just, let's face it, more powerful than the others, hands hands down. Well, And also, too, there were so many times in Persona 4 where I would knock down one, and my SP would be riding that borderline, and I'd go, okay, I'm just going to wait, and Chie is going to get this next one with her ice ability. And then the previously dropped enemy would stand up and hit her with some sleep spell. Now she can't even do it. So now the ice weak enemy is attacking me, smashing me in the face. It's just so much more fun and easier, and it makes it so much... You can manage combat so much easier with free baton pass. Now, uh-huh. sure, it was only like level one, level two before, so it was easy to get. But when you didn't have somebody up to that level, they were just little like useless appendage. They were little appendix just dangling out of you. It's like, yeah. oh, well, eventually, if we get there, sure. Yeah, I, I I enjoy the whole switch, and I'm glad they did it. And like you said before, all that. I do feel like the combat's a lot quicker, and it might just be me knowing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I just feel it's even smoother than it was before. I feel like going in between the yeah. menus and stuff, just it's instantaneous. Before the eye blinks, it's already where you need it to be and going forward, mm-hmm. so I, I, I really dig it. The music's just as good as it was before, even better, because they've got a lot of remixes in there for the combat and the mm-hmm. dungeon itself, which I appreciate. So you're not even getting the same exact music, you're getting a variant of it, which feels mm-hmm. fresh, makes everything seem new again. And then, to make it even newer, they added the grappling hook, the will seeds. What mm-hmm. do you think of that? I, I personally love it. What do you think? Yeah, I'm loving it, too. I, I, I feel like the grappling hook, we haven't seen a lot of it yet, or I uh-huh. haven't, in just that first dungeon. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Will seeds, I thought, were just going to be kind of like, eh, whatever, it's a weird thing. But opening up new areas to go to inside the palace, you know, because they had to craft this whole little tower. You're jumping up with your grappling hook to get up to one of the will seeds. And then it having like a, you know, it being a cool accessory bonus that you can put on somebody, which get I want to get a little bit more into accessories later, but you, you put a new ability onto somebody with your accessory uh-huh. and you get that for free just for looking around, doing something that RPG players do no matter what. So I'm loving it. I'm assuming you're loving it too. Yeah. As I said on top, um, I love it. And I love the fact that it not only is it provide you a means to find these new things, the wheel seeds inside the dungeon, which are three of them in each dungeon. But on top of it, it allows you to skip over certain areas. It's a shortcut yeah. through the dungeon. Because a lot of people complain that some of these dungeons are, are hard. You know, they're annoying, hard. There's a ton of enemies in them. And they can't get through the entire thing. And they do have to, you know, spend a couple nights in there. And they didn't want to. This is an option for all of us, anybody, to utilize the grappling hook. Which will get you over, like, an entire section, basically. Every time you have the mm-hmm. option to use it, for the most part. And you can just keep trucking without ever going back there if you don't mind missing a treasure chest or something. Or a couple yeah. an opportunity for some new personas, all that good stuff. So I like right. the option it provides and not having to do every single room all the way up to the top. and gives you a little bit of uh, wiggle room to, well, I'm kind of iffy. If I could get to a restroom, I could go ahead and use a, uh, a an HP boost for the whole party and I'll keep yeah, going yeah. no problem. But if I have to go through this room to get to it, I might not make it. Boom! Grappling hooks out. Away you go. It does. They're not everywhere, but there's a few of them. So, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, 
definitely. And then I teased it just a little bit with the accessory you get from the will seed. I'd, maybe I just never used a lot of accessories, but I just remember them being stat bonuses or, you know, bonuses or buffs in the previous game. But one of the very first ones I got in Persona 5 Royal gave me the wind spell. It gave me Garu. And I could just put that on anybody. So now I don't have to worry about me or Morgana being the only people that can manage Garu. I put that on Anne. Now she can hit wind weak enemies. I don't have to use my SP. You know, Morgana goes down from a lucky hit from something. She can still take them all down. It's great. I love it. I hope that keeps going. I hope I can unlock or buy or find, you know, higher power spells to do that. Or even if I can't, it'd be great to just have a, not a free, but essentially a free base level spell of whatever element it is to just shuck onto somebody. Now I don't have to worry about them keeping it. They can just go off on, you know, Fire three and all this, all the heal stuff, and then boop, somebody's got it. A little base level wind spell for when you need it most, which you need it at sometimes. Mm-hmm. I I love the accessories. I love how they've changed about them. My only uh, problem is that I bought the you know deluxe edition, and it came mm. with a whole bunch of accessories that wow. I cannot replace because they're uh, XP boosts. There's uh yeah. there's all sorts of big boost ones. There's a free life one where anybody dies, they're just automatically resurrected, full health. So oh, gee, it's like gee, you can't get rid of that. That's impossible. No. That's yeah. just a whole new character for free, basically. And the XP boost, mm-hmm. well, no duh. That's being that's on main character for the entirety of the game. So yeah. I'm like, well, I love this system, but I since they they gave me ones that are so good, I'm like, well, I'll probably mm-hmm. have these on the rest of the game, even though. There's so many other ones, including those wheel seeds you mentioned that are coming through that are really mm-hmm. sweet and really nice. So I'll keep an eye out. And eventually I'll probably get bored and just replace the XP one anyway because yeah. I'm naturally going to overpower everything anyway because that's the way I do it. So mm-hmm. at some point I'll change. But for the time being, the ones they gave me are so powerful that they're uh, they're just staples right now. Man, I should have kept my Ultimate Edition pre-order. Shucks. That's all right. You'll make it. Now you get the excitement of using accessories and upgrading and finding the will seeds and seeing what they all do. So True, true. That's a perk. And yeah. then, of course, I wanted to ask you, I talked about the traversal of the dungeon, the bosses. They said they changed boss fights around. And, of course, you've, mm-hmm. done, you've done the first boss fight. I've done the yeah. first boss fight. It was easier. It was definitely easier. But I'm trying to remember if there was anything that really stood out that was changed. I feel like the only change I saw was the introduction of the two characters. Yeah, that was it. That was it? Okay. I think that was pretty much all of it. But I also noticed, and maybe it was because I spent so much time in the dungeon um, in my first go-through of Persona 5 regular, but I noticed that when you have to send somebody away to do the thing, I don't know how how much... of that spoiler when you have to choose someone to go away i failed once because i didn't do enough damage even though i was doing all the same things that i would have done the first go round uh-huh. so maybe they upped that a little bit to make it slightly more difficult because i never had a single problem in the base game where any time that happened i just sent that person away and it was oh man keep doing damage and it went oh wow you did enough damage cool and this time it was it was about three rounds through Still couldn't get enough damage, and then the second time, I managed it. So I don't know if they if they tweak that a little bit, but yeah, the the introduction of the two other characters was the only thing for that first boss. But even that, I appreciated. That it was really it was, fun it was and cool. Something yeah. new. Yeah. I don't want to downplay it, but uh, right. I don't know. I, I kind of thought the fundamental of the fight was going to change a little bit, but the fight right. pretty much was the same thing except for that particular little instance, and it didn't really affect me or you know the. It didn't affect the way I fought the boss, and so mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe it'll change in different, uh, you know, different dungeons." But for the first one, if you've played Persona Five before, it's a really cool add-on, a really cool little bit to the story. Mm-hmm. But um, but it ain't gonna change how you fight him in general or her, whoever it is. Yeah, I, I generally agree. Although I didn't get one of the characters down in time, so Morgana did go down from the big shot that that character helps the boss do so it was you know it was tense for a turn or two before i got him back up i appreciate what it does for the story of one of the characters to see that character pop up 
and hear that character's reaction to that other character. Jesus Christ, yeah, there's no way was, to say it. It was so good. It, I pre- yeah. it, it was cool because it, it brings that back in and brings the tension back in. So when the thing happens after the boss fight, it's it's fresh. It's there. Mm-hmm. You know, All it, of it's it, right it there. brings. Yeah, it brings more emotion to it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what tweaks they make to other boss fights in other dungeons because I'm just, man, I want to I say things that I'm thinking of in my head right now, but mm-hmm. I can't say it because it's no. spoiler madness. Well, yeah, we'll do spoilers later. But for tonight, I want to stop it there because you're going get, to be getting into Memento soon and we're both mm-hmm. going to be smoking through the second dungeon. And I think the next time we talk about it, that's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about the second dungeon and Mementos, because I've already been doing Mementos a bunch, so i got a lot to say, mm-hmm. but I want to say it when you've seen it so we can talk about it and see uh, our thoughts you know, going back and forth. That's one thing I can't wait to get to, because I can play Mementos off stream all the time and mm-hmm. just have a whole day of just Mementos runs. I love Mementos. so good. It is. So I can't wait to see how they better. change that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even better now, everybody. But if you want to hear about how it's better, you got to wait till the next time we talk about Persona 5 Royal on IG2G, which maybe next time, maybe the next time after that, I don't know. We'll find out. But until then, that's it for the topic tonight. If you hate Persona, I'm sorry. It's too darn bad. It's our show and we do love Persona. You just got to right. suck it up. Yeah, and that's it. So it's time to wrap it up. Imposters Wrap Up. So what do you guys think about Persona 5 Royal? If you have something bad to say, do not use the contact information I'm about to say. If you have good things to say about it and you want to join in the Persona 5 Royal party with me throwing my hands in the air like I just don't care who to who, look at that. It's not on the video feed. There's no video feed for this. Hit us up via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshift.me and find us on Facebook on the Third Shift. Indeed you can. You can also find us over there on Patreon. We treat it just like a little old tip jar. $1, $2, $3, any kind of amount is awesome and we are super thankful for it we hope and hope you love what you hear and you got the time and a little bit of extra funds to do something like that but you know what times are tough the quarantine is still out there the virus is still spreading mankind is falling you might not have any money right now and that's okay because you can support us in so many other ways five star ratings on them itunes facebook likes Twitter interaction of any kind, all that good stuff. Hey, you got Twitch Prime still? You like getting your stuff off Amazon? Go on over to our Twitch site and throw us your five bucks from Amazon money. Or just subscribe over there and throw us a comment while we're playing once in a while. Any of those Mm. things helps us out, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely, and of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 28th of April for our very next episode. You can find that episode on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean and Spotify and YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, a subscription, and you got a good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Indeed we do, we appreciate them five-star ratings, we need more of them, so get your booties on over there, and give them to us, because we'll talk about Persona forever, unless you do, forever and And even if you do, we might still do it. Well, I I never made a promise. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I think the night is done, we gotta get the hell out of here. So there's nothing else to say, but... Don't forget, don't forget to say. Do, 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 do.